Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Ryan Farmer. Ryan is the Director of Sales and Marketing at Sharks, an industry leader in sourcing and supply chain expert for prescription needs. He is also the COO of the December 5th Fund, which helps families dealing with cancer to forget about it just for one day. I love that. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Thank you for being on here today. Thanks for the invite. So let's talk about both things because both of these are really interesting. So Sharks mm-hmm. helps people with the whole prescription thing, which is always, it just feels like a nightmare and crazy expensive. Yeah, it is. And it's it's really alarming, I think, you know, just to, to look at the, the sheer numbers of just how expensive medications can be. And it really kind of, for me, harkens back to my time at the St. Louis Area Food Bank and like people having to make tough choices, choices that people should never have to make. Like, am I going to pay for my medication this month or am I going to pay for food Um, or am I going to put gas in my car or, you know, be able to take public transportation, you know, those sort of things. And those are the kind of choices that, you know, nobody should have to make. Right. Right. But um, until that day comes when we figure out how to get the cost of prescription medications down, um, we're actively looking to try to find sources um, that can reduce those costs for individuals. That's fabulous. And again, really needed because some of those medications, and I mean, and I I understand there's all this, you know, development that goes behind it. Okay, but yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. And I mean, it's when you look at how much more expensive medications are in the United States versus other countries, I think that that's where it really starts. Well, healthcare in oh, general. in general. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, can I tell you a really quick story? Absolutely. It's your um, podcast. I think you can do well, whatever you want. I mean, because <laughs> it, this really floored me. But one time uh, we were in um, this little, it's this island called Vieques. Mm-hmm. And my daughter had this fever. We couldn't get the fever down. Everybody's like, oh, you know. And finally it was like, like, let's go to the hospital, you know, emergency room. Go to the emergency room. There for four hours. Blood tests, all the stuff, you know. Well, fever broke, mysterious, yay, it broke. But, you know, you're there for four hours. And mm-hmm. so leaving and and I asked, do you take insurance? Because this is in Puerto Rico. And they were like, oh, we, I'm sorry, we don't. You're going to have to pay for it, but you can turn it into your insurance when you get back to the States and all this. And I was like, yeah, all right. You know, and I was like, OK, well, um, what do I owe you? Thirty five dollars. It's unbelievable. And I, I and I and I looked and I went thirty five dollars. And she's like, you don't have to pay it all right now. I went, no, no, you don't understand. My copay is seventy five dollars. <laughs> Like it, and I'm like, I was here for four hours. The, yeah. the Tylenol would have been thirty five dollars back home. It, and I'm, you're like, what are we doing? I don't know, but so yay until, until we figure that out, we're gonna be here to help. So, I like it. So, um, tell it, but tell people how do they? So, like, is it an app or what is Sharks? Like, how do you reach out? What do you do? So, Sharks works primarily with you know, self-funded um, employer groups um, to to actively, if they've got, if they want to go one of two ways, either they want to be proactive to try to make sure that, you know, if someone were to come on, you know, an employee were to come on that had a high cost medication. And we define uh, high cost as anything that costs over $350 to, to fill okay. for a 30-day fill. Okay. Um, you know, if, if they want to be proactive or if they have someone on their plan and, you know, I mean, it can 
drain you pretty fast oh, yeah. uh, to try to cover these medications. And it's like, again, it kind of goes back to those tough choices. Like no one should have to choose. Like, do I want to, I've got this valuable employee, someone that I care about deeply. It's a, you know, huge help to our company. Um, but they're on this medication that costs, you know, sometimes thousands of dollars yeah. a month. And, um, you know, to be able to kind of stabilize those costs or to be able to go into your budgeting process and know like, okay, like we're going to play, we're going to pay this flat fee and Sharks is going to source these medications so that we don't have to like continue to like pay to cover this That's crazy amazing. expensive medication. So, I love it. Um, yeah. And it, you know, the, the people that started it um, had kind of come from the employee benefits space. And okay. um, so they had that background and really looked at it as, you know, I talked about it earlier. Um, I think the statistics I saw recently is like if you took the top 20 most expensive medications in the world, um, the U.S. basically pays like twice what other countries pay like combined. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just, and what? it shouldn't be that way. No. So, um, so they, they saw an issue. Um, you know, there's a number of people you mentioned, like just healthcare in general has gotten so expensive. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about some of these like smaller companies that, you know, it's their people are everything. Right. And it's like, if you're trying to keep the doors open and it's like, how am I going to pay for this medication? All That's where right. sharks really kind of comes up. And we look at a, a number of different sourcing options. Um, you know, sometimes uh, that's going to be like a patient assistance program, like helping people apply for that. Um, sometimes it's going to be sourcing internationally. Sometimes it's going to be, um, you know, looking at uh, charitable foundations that can help offset those costs, but really wow, just kind of making those connections so cool. for so individuals. It's like an amazing resource. You're just like such a great resource because yeah. you know, that's awesome. And it's not like and a one trick pony. Like you kind of, you know, we, we really try to look at because every medication is different. And right. sometimes, you know, there are assistance programs and sometimes there's not. And some, right. so it's really just looking at what's going to be the most effective way to source this medication um, and just remove that barrier to access more than anything. So how do people find more about, more about sharks? Uh, the easiest way to do it is just go to our website, which is sharksplan.com. And it's S-H-A-R-X. Yes. All so right. the R-X is for prescription. So, yep. Awesome. Um, awesome. But yes. So S-H-A-R-X plan.com. All right. Awesome. So now yes. I want to talk about the December 5th fund. Tell yes. us more about that. So I would love that you gave me a little bit more credit. I was the COO. I am not currently right now. You're so, not. Okay. No. So managing two two full-time jobs might be a little bit much for me. But gotcha. um, that, that's what I was doing just before I got to Sharks. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes when I think back to, you know, how when you take a step back and you look at, like, how your life played out, um, mm -hmm. it really is pretty remarkable. Well, you were at the food bank. Yeah. And then, I mean, you... Yeah. I mean, you even care about people, right? <laughs> even, even just that, it's like, you know, so I when I moved to St. Louis in 2002, um, I was working at the time it was CBS radio, but they owned uh, a few stations here in town, KMOX and mm -hmm. uh, KZK and Y98. And, um, you know, I had, when I was looking to, to kind of move into the next step of my career, I started reaching out to nonprofits in the area. And one of them was the food bank. We had started a food drive when I was working at uh, 102.5. And um, I was really just hoping someone on the board of directors maybe had something in the marketing field. That was my background. And that's what I had done. Yep. Um, and they said, well, actually, we're getting ready to, you know, we don't have a marketing and communications department here at the food bank. And we'd like to build that out. And would you be interested in applying for that and seeing as 
how I was about to be out of work. I was like, well, this is let's uh, do this. Let's do that. Yeah. And it, um, you know, and, and so that was, you know, such an amazing experience. And I just think about like, you know, starting that food drive at the radio station, how that turned into, you know, a almost 12 year you know, career at the, at the food bank. And, um, you know, from there, um, my wife had gotten diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. And at the time, you know, I didn't have anybody in my circle of friends that had experienced anything like this. You know, I was, um, at the time, not quite 40 years old. And, um, I just didn't oh have like gosh. anybody like that I could talk to, I felt yeah. like about something like that. Right. And so that's when somebody uh, connected me to uh, a guy named Tom Wiley. Um, at the time, I did not know anything about the December 5th fund, but I knew that his wife had cancer and she had unfortunately passed away um, in January of 2016. And uh, a mutual friend is like, you know what, Tom's close to your age. Um, you know, he's dealt with being a caretaker, he might be a good resource for you. And so we started just, you know, having coffee or grabbing lunch uh, every now and again. And that's where I learned a little bit more about the December 5th Fund, which um, is an amazing organization. I'm very passionate um, about, about what they do. Um, it's an organization um, that helps families dealing with a cancer diagnosis of, of any kind. So it's not limited, you know, just to breast cancer. Right. Or colon cancer or anything like that um but you know people are nominated through their website which is december5th.org i'll get that plug in there um and they are um you know we try to learn as much as we can about the families and kind of build them out a special day um where they can just not have to think about treatments or blood work or any of the things that go along with a cancer diagnosis um, send them out of the house for the day to have like this an amazing experience, you know, something that they would enjoy doing. And while they're gone, um, the organization sends usually anywhere from 25. I mean, I've I've been to a few of these houses where we have 50 volunteers. Um, and while the family's out of the house, you know, we're cleaning, we're organizing, um, you know, doing yard work, uh, oh landscaping, that sort of stuff. And so they come back from this amazing day out together and, you know, their home is clean. They're, um, you know, a lot of times we'll try to, you know, put together like a patio set or something in the backyard, like something that would be helpful to them. Right. Um, kind of give them like a little oasis, like, you know, um, a lot of times, depending on how severe the cancer is, you know, they may not get to leave the home outside of, you know, going to appointments and things right. like that. And so um, just kind of giving them that space where, you know, they can enjoy their home a little bit more. And as somebody who has walked that walk, um, it's really easy for things to kind of fall off your plate. Well, it's draining. It feels yeah. like, I mean, take take away all the going to the doctor and, you know, all the different appointments that you have to get to. But emotionally and mentally that's really really draining and that that's tiring absolutely you know absolutely. you don't have the energy to it's like i don't really give a crap if i haven't <laughs> vacuumed in a while it's just going to have to be unvacuumed for a while exactly and so um after the day out and after the volunteer work at the house um we usually set the families up with you know like a, a house cleaning service um we have a laundry company that will come to the house, pick up the laundry, and then return it folded, oh cleaned, gosh. and everything. Um, lawn care, if they have pets, you know, we have a pet waste removal company. Like, just some of those things that just 
you know, when you're dealing with all of everything that comes along with a cancer diagnosis, just, you know, taking some of that burden off of people's plate. And that's it's so, so appreciated. Um, and, and just, like I said, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart. And um, yeah, and like I said, in such a weird, when you're able to kind of take a step back and it's like, man, it's so crazy how how things played out. You know, I didn't know Tom and through Tom, I learned about the December 5th fund. Um, and from there, we had a board board member um, that, uh, you know, worked at Sharks. He was one of the founding partners. And so um, last year, again, it was it was one of the harder decisions I've ever made. Um, but my wife's health had kind of taken a turn mm. um, and she wasn't able to work anymore. And all our health insurance, and again, I'll get on a soapbox about that, was tied up through her work. So I was right. on her plan, um, working for a very small nonprofit. We didn't, it was yeah. literally me, Tom, and a part-time person. Right. And so and we didn't have health benefits. You can't afford the health insurance yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so I was on her plan. And so when she took a step back, um, I had to go to Tom and say, I, I have to do what's right for my family. I love yeah. what I'm doing. Right. Obviously, I'm very passionate about the organization, but- um, I have to do what's right for my family. And so um, through that, you know, just conversations with with uh, this gentleman named John Lewis at Sharks, um, you know, he said, you know, once again, I just feel like the stars align. He's like, you know, we're looking for someone to kind of lead our, our marketing efforts. And that, you know, kind of morphed into marketing and sales. And, um, you know, it's just I feel very lucky. I feel very blessed that like somehow, some way um, the universe uh, my wife talks about the universe having your back too. and the stuff like that. I, oh, my God. I love your wife because I, I say that all the time. Like, the universe has got my back and you've got to believe it. Yes. You've got to believe that the universe has got your back. Yeah. And so it's um, I was laughing because like right before um, right before I walked in here to record, um, one of the things that we my wife and I have like back and forth is that, you know, she felt like throughout this cancer journey, like, you know, the universe kind of give signs of, of things. And for her, it's repeating numbers. Um, and so... Your wife and I would get along very well. <laughs> I do the same thing. So whenever we look at our phones or something and it has, like, for example, right before I walked in here, it was 11-11. I know. <laughs> High five on that one. Yep. I know. Uh, so, yep. I got it. So... I was pulling out my phone to like make sure I had the address right for the studio, and I saw that it was eleven eleven. So I screenshotted the phone, I sent it to her, and so throughout the day, a lot of times, um, if we just happen to notice what time it is, we'll we'll send little messages because we feel like that's the universe saying like, hey, well, you should and you should reach out. Even if you don't believe this, right? Even if you're like, oh, there's a bunch of hoo ha numbers, <laughs> you know. Even if you don't believe that, then. It's a great way to make you stop for a second as well. Yep. So when you notice it, it's like you just kind of stop and go, oh, wow, it's 222 right now. Yep. You know, think about something lovely. Make a wish. You know, yes. something like that. If, if you're having a bad day and then you see the you know, three or four numbers together, like stop and go, hey, well, I'm, I think I'm going to be done with the bad day. Yep. You know, yep. so it's, it's one of those things because, I mean, some people are like, oh, you're just looking for it. And I'm like. But at least I'm looking for something cool that yeah. makes me think about wonderful things. <laughs> yeah. And it's there's just been like so many instances of like just random things that like pop up. And, um, you know, again, I'm not looking for it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, she sent me one yesterday at 333. And it's like um, I, I, I love it. And I it, believe it. I really think that if you're a person that's willing 
to to just kind of surrender to okay is you know the universe has got my back mm-hmm. and the universe is going to give me signs along the way that keep me going keep me because earth is really really hard mm-hmm. and we are very very challenged here and so if there's something that can keep you going and the universe is like talking let the universe talk to you yeah. the universe says some lovely things it does and i was <laughs> i was so happy to hear you say that because it i hadn't really thought about it that way but it does force you to pause and it's like I think about it now because it's just kind of been this thing between the two of us and I just clicked my ring I'm sorry uh, <laughs> you warned me about the table and no, I know that that we're not going to hear it's the pounding um, I will yeah. I promise I will not <laughs> no pound pounding. on a table today um but no I mean it it just I think about it like it's kind of just become this thing where it just brings a smile to my face like there's never a message attached to it it's most of the time it's just a screenshot yeah. of our phone or it's I like have, on the car dash or my something friends like do that the same thing we so. do the same thing where it's like we'll text each other we're like it's 11 11 it's 222 my daughter is the same way oh, i love um, it it's just one of those things where it's like i haven't i oh look at you guys i noticed or or like you'll say something really profound and mm-hmm. someone will be like oh, you said that at 11 11 i'm like yes i did <laughs> my profound thing happened at a profound time you know but, it's um it's but, lovely but we talk about it and it's like if i i think a lot of times like if i pause and and i too like i have i've gotten the eye rolls and stuff like that when i say stuff like this but i mean i even think about like being here today like I had no, I know, I knew you through social media and stuff like that, but I didn't know you. I'd never met you like until you reached out. And, you know, here I am sitting on your podcast and like, I've met another person that like believes in these right. numbers and like yes. that the universe is, is trying to just say, Hey, you know, Look, there's more of us. Exactly. Well, and so, and then again, to the naysayers out there, this is really a lovely way to look. Yeah, you it know, is. It's and just, I'm, I feel happier. Like yeah. when I see it on my phone, I mean, it it made me so happy to just be looking to make sure I had the right address for the studio and see that it was eleven eleven. And I was like, it's just another reminder. I got to reach out to Jen and be like, hey, it's eleven eleven. Ah, so Jen, you and I, <laughs> Jen, you and I could be buddies. Okay, I love it. I love it. I bet you would be. Absolutely. So, um, okay, I love. But the, I derailed the us here talk- talking about no, the universe numbers here. So. Hell no, I love those. This is this is this was my kind of discussion. It's very good. So why December 5th? So uh, the name of the organization came from the last good day that Tom and his family had with his late wife, Laura. It was December 5th of 2015. Um, Up until that date, she had been his wife, Laura, had been in a lot of pain, Um, honestly, to the point where she wasn't getting out of bed a whole lot. Okay. and for some reason on that morning, she woke up completely pain-free. And Tom always tells the story that he heard her get up, but he assumed that she was just going to the bathroom. And mm-hmm. so, like, he fell back asleep and woke up to the smell of pancakes in the kitchen. Um, and so she was out there making pancakes with her kids. Um, and she woke up completely pain-free on December 5th. And so I think they tried to jam as much stuff as humanly possible into that day. So they went to Tillis Park and saw the lights. They went to the mall and visited Santa. They put up decorations. They went out to dinner with friends. Um, And it was just a really amazing day. And unfortunately, um, she never had another good day after that and passed away about a month and a half, um, like I said, January of 2016. What a beautiful thing to do in her honor, though. Yeah. So, you know, that's... After she passed, um, Tom, who had spent, 
you know, 20 years in marketing and advertising said, you know what, I don't know that I want to sell cable television anymore, or I think, you know, had dealt with a number of different clients yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. really decided that, you know, he wanted to um, honor her memory by by creating this organization to give other families that were going through similar situations, you know, just a day where they don't have to think about it. He's like, that's what he talks about is it wasn't so much about what they did, but just a day where they didn't have to think about yeah, cancer. Because right. when you're in it every day, it is draining. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's, I think, to be able to give families that day and then to be able to take care of some of the burdens um, is just, like I said, as somebody that's that's walked it, it's it's so powerful. And I don't want to jump ahead and like talk about like kindness because um, I know that I've listened to enough episodes to know that that's You've coming listened. at the end. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just an opportunity to put a little good back in the world and just give those give people a day where they don't have to think about all the appointments and the pills and yeah. treatments and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's a That's lot. lovely. Oh, yeah. well, thank you to everyone involved with that. That's. Yeah. And it, it really is. I mean, I mentioned that it was just, you know, at the time it was me, Tom and a part-time person. Um, and it, it really is an organization that runs on volunteer support. And it's, um, we just did a, a volunteer day over in Bethalto uh, for a family over there. And, during my time with the organization, it's just been so remarkable to see the number of volunteers that come back that they had a family member that that the organization helped, and now they want to pay it forward by helping another family. Yes. Um, oh, and it's gosh, just, it's good. so cool and so fun to see some of these families that have been helped over the years that are now coming back and helping other well, families. You know, the the this is helping to also build this beautiful community and people that, you know, have been there and have been through it and that can really support each other, yep. you know, and then you get to all get together and see each other when you're helping out another family. It's yep. beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 weird to say that anything involved with cancer is fun, but it really is like fun, um, you know, and you don't have to be a, uh, you know, a carpenter or an electrician or anything like that. We're not. um doing major repairs, but we did have a volunteer at this last one that had like, um, I don't know if it's like a skid steer or something, but like they had a, <clears throat> the family had a basketball pole and their kids had all grown up. Um, and they wanted this basketball pole that was like cemented deep into the ground. Yeah. yeah. Like to the point where we're not going to dig this thing out <laughs> with shovels. Um, <laughs> but we had a volunteer that had like one of these big machines that like pulled this pole like out of the ground. Oh it my was, gosh. It was crazy. Um, wow. But that was the, normally they don't let us use like power equipment and stuff like that. And they still <laughs> wouldn't let me or Tom like drive this thing. But, um, but it was cool to see just, uh, you know, the, to be able to do something like that for a family. And, um, yeah, I just think back to some of these projects, you know, we had a family that, uh, this woman was a saint. Um, you know, not only did she have cancer, but her, uh, her sister had passed away and she'd taken in her sister's kids and, oh. you know, raise them and um she had this like above ground pool that had not been in use for years and so it had this like 20 foot circle in her backyard that was just dead like there was nothing there and so yeah like, you know being able to build like a uh, in-ground fire pit and like a seating area so she could go back there and just kind of like relax and hang out um it's just it's it's really kind of remarkable sometimes like when you 
look at the before and the after pictures of, oh, of what it looks like. Fun. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. Thank you for all that you guys Thanks do. for your good questions. Hey, well, <laughs> I've been doing this a while. Okay. Well, I actually have other questions for you. Are you right. ready for some fun questions? I hope so. All right. So I kind of think I might know this, but, but, you know, cause of your wife going right. through cancer and all this, but what is another, like a, a different sort of big change you've made in the past five years that just has really helped, been lovely, been awesome. Um, and it can be something little it, that just has blossomed. I mean, you take this where you want to go. Um, well, big change. Um, a big change to you anyway. No, I think, I think through... I, I wish that it didn't take this to get there, but I think that maybe I didn't always have my priorities straight. I think early in my career, I was very focused on uh, my job and my work and mm -hmm. letting that define me. And I think that, um, one, it's been nice to work at a couple of places that, um, you know, working at December 5th, like they certainly understood, you know, what I was dealing with. Right. Um, but even Sharks has a very, like... Um, flexible, you know, if you need to go to an appointment with your wife, like, that's fine. Like, you know, take care of what you need to take care of. Um, I think just a shift in priorities. Um, you know, I've always considered myself a pretty grateful person, but I think it's really been magnified over the last um, few years. And so just, I think it's just been a shift in my mindset and my focus um, and realizing that I do need to be more present. Um, you know, I, um, I'm trying to think of which episode I was listening to with you that, <laughs> you know, somebody was talking about how, like, you know, we want to chastise our kids for being on their phones. But, you know, I mean, if I was their age and had a pocket computer, basically. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd be on it all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, there's probably not a lot of boredom anymore. You know, mm -hmm. when I was growing up, it was like, when are we going to get there? How much longer mm -hmm. when you're driving? And now kids are probably like, I could care less. I'm doing a game. Yeah. I'm doing this. I'm watching a movie. Yep. You know, when we get there, we get there. Right now, I'm entertained. Yes, there's, exactly. There's there's the good. There's benefits there's to the it. good, yeah. Yeah, I could think of a lot of family road trips where I probably could have used an iPad or something like that. Yeah, that heck, been. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, but being present is a thing because we – because of the number of distractions that we have these days. It, mm. it is lovely at times just to just stop and unhook from it all and just be present. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I've taken up just, um, and I don't want to spoil my, my kindness one, but just, <laughs> just telling people in my life that, I love them like yes. unabashedly like and and not yes. being ashamed to say that absolutely and not um and I don't know that we do enough of that I don't know if we tell people that we love them um yeah you know, my wife talks about like giving people their flowers like while they're still here to smell them like I love that I I say I love you all the tiny people yeah. I'm like I love you I love you so much I love 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 yeah. I and but and I truly mean it yeah um and I don't know when I decided I just going to tell people I love them because I do, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I kind of have a thing where I'm also like, I love you even before I've met you. Hmm. I, I look at it that way too. You know, it's yeah. like, I love you even though I haven't even met you yet. I already love you. Yeah. So just know that's the case. Yeah. We <laughs> around our house and like, I've tried to expand it outside of there. It's like, we say a lot, like, 
I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. So. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, feel the love out there. Okay. Nice. We're going to drive to Boonville, Missouri, and Ooh. I would like you to tell me what we're going to do there. Okay. Um, it's changed a lot, I feel like, since um, since I grew up there. But um, it is a lovely place to stop. Um, it has a small downtown with, like, little small town restaurants, which I love. I looked at it online. Um, I'm like, Boonville looks kind of cute. It's right off the Katy Trail. So if you're a bike rider, you could mm -hmm. you know, do a little bike riding right there. Um, a few years ago, they rehabbed this Hotel Frederick, which is um, a very old hotel. I don't know the exact year, but I want to say it's like the 1800s. Um, cool. Um, but rehabbed that, and that's lovely. There's a restaurant there. Um, I think Boonville, for me, like um, there is a building. I know Arrow Rock has the Lyceum Theater, which a lot of people love, um, and that's not too far from Boonville. Um, but for me, like when I think about Growing up there, um, my dad was really involved in community theater. Um, and oh, so, cool. so there is a building uh, called Thespian Hall, um, and it's right in the, I mean, the town is like 8,000 people. So, like, every, <laughs> everything is very close and right in the Easy middle of everything. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's just a very, like, you know, you talked about community earlier. Like, that, to me, um, you know, I... I don't know that I would want to live in a town that small again, mm -hmm. um, but I like going back and visiting because it it holds a lot of memories for me. So I think maybe just going to see um, a performance at, at Thespian Hall, which yeah. was a hospital uh, during Ooh. the Civil War. Um, Interesting. At uh, the Battle of Boonville. Mm. Um, um, so I think, you know, just grabbing like a nice meal, maybe going to see a show. Um Budweiser has built their Clydesdale farm just outside of Boonville. Really? Uh, Warm Springs Ranch. Oh, um, cool. So we went a couple of years ago, though, um, just like at the brewery here. Um, they do like a wonderful like light display around the holidays and stuff oh, like that. I and did so I know that. That's um, cool. I have a daughter that is obsessed with horses. And so like to be able to get up close and personal with some Clydesdales um, That's was a, good a thing. great experience for her. So oh, I love it. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a very like, it's it's home, you know, for me. And, um, you know, so I think a nice meal and maybe like a, a performance of some sort. Taking a, taking a play of some sort. Yeah. Or whatever. I like it. Yeah. All um, right. That's planned. No, okay. right. <laughs> let's get in the Let's get in the car. It's only like Off two hours away. So. Let's leave at 11-11. There you go. I love it. Maybe 12-12. Um, so you're ready for this question, apparently. Yes. Kindness. Witnessed, received, given. Tell us a kindness story. Um, You know, so... I mentioned it earlier, um, uh, you know, lately uh, my wife's health has kind of taken a little bit of a turn. And um, when I went out to volunteer uh, a few weeks ago, I took my son because he needed service hours for high school. And um, and my daughter was uh, at a friend's house. And so uh, the home, my wife was home alone. And so just no, not planned or anything, but just two friends showing up um, just to sit with her. They had tea, just talked, caught up. Um, and there's just been so, I mean, the instances of that are just innumerable. I couldn't, you know, count, but just people. And that's what, you know, when I first met Tom, like he talked about that too, people that would just show up 
you know, and take his kids for a couple hours so that his wife could rest or he could kind of catch up on stuff. Um, you know, I think I would say that kindness is all around us. You just have to know where to look. And, um, there's and be just, willing to give it a yeah. lot more. Do it a lot more. Um, and, you know, I mentioned the telling people that that you love them. Um, I've got a good friend here in town and almost daily now he just um, it's just started recently within the last couple of weeks. He just sends me a message um, and it's it's almost the same message every day. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And I hope today is beautiful. And uh, he sends it to me. It's just a quick text message. Doesn't need a response or anything. Um, and it it's just, a lot. I love that. And yeah. it's, um, that's the one thing through all of this is like, it's just made me appreciate um, just the amazing people that have come into our lives. Um, my wife is from Buffalo, New York. Um, I grew up in Boonville. And so neither of us have family here in town. She has one okay. brother and he lives in Buffalo still. Got Her you. parents live out there. My dad and stepmom live in Boonville. My brother lives over in Kansas City. Um, so we don't have big families. So neither of us have, we moved to St. Louis without any family here. And so going through everything that we've gone through, um, it really makes me appreciate just so many amazing people that we have been lucky enough to call friends um, that check in that, you know, stop by and, and take the kids for a little bit or, um, you know, drop off food or something like that. Um, it's just, there's a lot of good in the world. And yeah. that's why I'm not, I'm not going to put up with these naysayers that say it's all doom and gloom and I'm everything you. terrible. I'm, so. I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. So you believe in the power of prayer. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to guess. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask the audience, send the, send the prayers, absolutely. send the prayers to, to your family and your wife right now. I mean, that's, that's a huge, the beautiful energy of a prayer sent to you is a wonderful thing. Absolutely. I'll take it all day, every day. Yeah. More so. prayers to you guys. Yes. Well, Ryan, thank you. Thank you. I knew I, I was like, I just have a feel. I want him on my podcast. You, you have all the feel goods. And you're yeah. doing great things. And thank you so much. And well, I will continue to be sending that beautiful love energy to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. So go be kind. Send your prayers. Love you all. Bye. <laughs>